The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We know that you want to live an inspired and fulfilling life. Maybe there are a few things that you need to get you there. Welcome to What Matters with your host, Mary Beth Lodge. In today's world of distractions, we can get overwhelmed with day-to-day responsibilities that keep us busy, frustrated, and confused. With an emphasis on the power of the mind and drawing on the fields of personal health, education, neuroscience, business, and spirituality, we'll discuss practical strategies to help you stay focused on your priorities, choices, and results. Now, here is Mary Beth Lodge. Good morning. How are you today? Thank you for joining me today on What Matters. Today, I'm going to challenge you to make a difference. I'm going to ask you to find the motivation to make a change within yourself that will carry ripples of positive change into the lives of those around you and well beyond that. For this one hour, I'm asking you to spend this time listening, thinking about how this information applies to you. Not your significant other, your best friend, your child, your parent, or your coworker. Just you. You are the only person you can really change. You are the only person that you are responsible for. You are the person that can truly make a difference. We're all busy. I know you're busy. We lead very busy lives. And sometimes we feel more alive when we're busy. And sometimes being busy just means we get caught up in all the tasks and obligations of our day. And then it might be easy to forget our goals or to lose focus. There is so much information available to us that it's easy to get overwhelmed and confused. We clutter our minds with all kinds of seemingly important stuff. But when it comes right down to it, are you taking for granted the people and the actions that are most important to you? Are you spending your energy on things that don't really matter? Let's focus on what does matter. So let's start by making our own sunshine. What are you grateful for today? Look around you and see the many blessings that surround you in your world. Things I'm grateful for this morning... You know, there's a very special thing that happens to me sometimes, and it usually happens when I'm worried about something. And usually, when I'm worrying and I'm on my walk, I get confirmation that I'm okay, that I'm taken care of, and that things work out. And it comes in a very special symbol for me. There is a white squirrel that shows up. And this week, as I was fretting about something, The white squirrel not only showed up, but she played for a very long time right in front of me, making sure that I couldn't miss the message. And I am so grateful for that. 
It calms and soothes me and puts me back in focus. I'm grateful for the ability to be open to new ideas, to learn new skills and concepts. And this week, I'm especially grateful because my walking partner has returned and I have someone to take walks with some of my evenings, which I so enjoy. How are you enjoying your moments? Are you keeping track of the things you're grateful for? Do you keep a gratitude journal? Do you keep evidence of the blessings that you receive every day? This morning, we have a wonderful guest with us, and our title today is A Message of Hope. And I want to thank Victor for coming this morning to share that message of hope with us. Good morning, Victor. How are you? I'm fine, Mary Beth. How are you? I'm great. Excellent. So, Victor, you were with us several weeks ago and reported some successes. And um, this morning you're here to share kind of some things that happened before the successes. Yes, I am. I uh, <clears throat> I have a pretty interesting uh, life story, and I feel like it, it, it will convey a, a message of hope to our listeners this morning. Excellent. Well, where would you like to begin? Well, I, uh, you know, I'm a, a member in good standing of a 12-step fellowship, and uh, I can just do it like if I was uh, telling my story to a group of uh, members at a meeting, if you'd like. Excellent. Well, um, from from my earliest memory, Mary Beth, I, I never felt like a part of or that I fit in or that anybody cared about me, you know, because my addiction is a disease of perception, and I could not see the love and the joy in my life, you know, and I always thought, <clears throat> excuse me, that external things could fix me. And I sought solace in uh, my very first addictive behavior was food. But I also thought that material things were the answer. And I never knew that it was an inside job. And by the time I got to high school, I began experimenting with uh, drugs and alcohol. And they quickly overtook my life to the point where I allowed this this addictive behavior to rob me of all of my dreams, all of them. I I started withdrawing from from real friendships. I I quit participating in, in school activities such as sports, and uh, I was in Spanish club. I let that go. Um, I began skipping school and, and running around with what you might call a bad crowd, which really they weren't. They were just sick sick kids like me, mm-hmm. and uh, it just rapidly devolved into this debauched lifestyle that no child should live, and <clears throat> how old were you when you started experimenting with drugs and alcohol? Probably 12 or 13. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and I thought it was the answer. Because suddenly I felt like I was a foot taller and 100 pounds lighter or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. I had this body dysmorphia thing as well. I thought I was this fat kid. And if you look at pictures of me from then, I wasn't fat. 
Mm-hmm. It was just this distorted body image I had. There was more of that I'm less than and nobody cares about me. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. And look, and in retrospect, having spoken to people I hadn't connected with in 30 years plus, they're like, of course we loved you. You're our friend. You know, mm-hmm. and I could not see that at the time. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. And how about from your family? Could you could you accept or perceive or receive the love from your family? You know, they loved me unconditionally, Mary Beth, and all I could all I did was either abuse their trust, emotionally blackmail them, or you know, use them in some way, rob them. I, I just I was a it made me into this horrible, horrible, sick person mm-hmm. who who couldn't connect on an intimate level uh, with any kind of relationship with anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it it just went from bad to worse from there. And I and I kept thinking, well, these external things will fix me, or this place is the problem. You know. I would. I moved south, you know, like a lot of young kids do, trying to escape. And as they say in the rooms of AA, wherever I went, Mary Beth, there I was. <laughs> <laughs> and my Funny problems just happens. seemed to follow me. <laughs> and I couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can laugh about it now because, like I said, things, you know, have changed tremendously for me. But... I rapidly got in, involved when you're a drug addict of my and an alcoholic of my variety. There's no such thing as enough money to fuel that that beast. Mm-hmm. So I rapidly got into uh, some criminal behaviors and, and some uh, selling of narcotics, and I began to get in trouble. By the time I was 20, I had my first felony charge in in Louisiana, and a few years later, I, I got arrested in Georgia, you know, and I, like I said, I just kept running, and I kept being wherever I was, there I was at, you know, and mm-hmm. it just devolved into this crazy, crazy life that I thought was a big party, mm-hmm. and I was destroying the lives of everybody that cared about me mm-hmm. and dragging them through the mud with me. And so that's really evidence of ripples, unfortunately, not positive ripples but negative ones oh absolutely what we put out we get back Mm -hmm. and i was putting out so much negativity of course my life was horrible and of course the people that cared about me got a wash in that same despair you know so um that that just continued for years and years and um I went to prison in 1999. I, I, I had the, I did the turn of the millennium in a single man prison cell in Dayton, Ohio. Um, I got out, nothing changed. I went back in, in 2005 and I, and this time I thought, here's how distorted my thinking was. I thought I'll treat this like a rehab and a fat farm. You know, <laughs> I thought if I could fix the outside, the inside would be okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't change any of my thinking or any of my behaviors, and I was in trouble again before you knew it. And uh, I got lucky, and a judge sent me in 2006, in July of 2006, a judge sent me to a place called Talbert House Turning Point. It's a men's residential treatment center in Cincinnati, Ohio. 
and they saved my life. They held me still long enough to where I could hear what they were trying to tell me, that if I wasn't the problem, there was no solution. <laughs> and that, um, you know, a thought doesn't have to equal an action. Mm-hmm. And ways of, you know, and coping skills. And the biggest thing they did for me was introduce me to Alcoholics Anonymous, which has given me an unshakable foundation for living mm-hmm. through a, uh, a program of spirituality and seeking conscious contact with a higher power as I understand it. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people get a bad taste in their mouth when they hear spirituality, but spirituality is uh, a set of principles and a, and a governing lifestyle. It has nothing to do with organized religion. It's totally different. Mm-hmm. Victor, can you describe that moment, you know, when when you, the judge instead of sentencing you to prison again, said you have to go to rehab. Uh, Was there something that was happening in your thinking that allowed you to be open to that, or were you resistant at first? You know, I was very resistant, Mary Beth. Um, But I was lucky that my mother, after all the horrible things I'd said to her and all the things I'd done, still loved me enough to lobby the judge and the prosecutor to... uh, to save her, save her son's life. Mm-hmm. So it was her love that washed over me. Ah. Uh, so once again, ripples of change. Absolutely. You know, she stepped out of the behaviors and just saw you for who you were. Yeah. Underneath all of that and said, you're worth saving. She did, thank God. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very powerful. And what, a, what an incredible statement of how much we can do for someone else just in, in simple things, simple actions that we take. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So while I was in there... <clears throat> well, wait, Victor, before you... You step forward any further. We're okay. about to take a short break. So I just, um, wow, the the power of what you've just said. I, I just want to let that kind of sink into our listeners and, and let them really hear um, how much an action that we take individually has impact on many, many people or how how the action that we take for one person can sometimes save their life. Okay. So, with that, we're going to take a short break. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. I just got AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network, and let me tell you, it's crazy fast. Like living in the future fast. My roommates can't keep up. Ooh, Jenny, did you hear? That Barbara has an extra ticket to the concert? Lisa, that's so 42 seconds ago. I already downloaded it from the link she sent me. Oh, great. Lisa will forget about that ticket soon. See, about 52 seconds ago, her boyfriend changed his relationship status to single. She doesn't know that yet, but she will in three, two, one. 
AT&T, rethink possible. Get it fast with AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network. Introducing the new Samsung Galaxy Note. It's a phone, it's a tablet, it's both, and it's only from AT&T. Limited 4G LTE availability in select markets. Learn more at att.com slash network. New two-year voice agreement with qualifying monthly data plan required. Other charges and restrictions apply. For more details, visit att.com slash note. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Good morning, and thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. Today we have a wonderful guest. It's Victor, and he's talking with us about his message of hope. And he's shared some very powerful information about his own personal story and his um, journey through addiction. And now we're about to, I think, step into his recovery. Is that right, Rick? Absolutely. That's enough of the, the the bad stuff. Let's get into some good stuff. Okay. So, Tell us. Um, go ahead. Tell I got us what sentenced. Happened. Uh, sentenced, uh, saved <laughs> uh-huh. by being sent to a, J- a men's residential treatment center. And when I got there, I didn't want to be there. You know, I thought, you know, I don't have a problem with drugs. My problem is authority. My problem is you. My problem is not enough money. My problem is not the right girlfriend. If I just had the right car, if you just let me use the way I want it, I'm not hurting anybody but me. Now, looking back, I see that those are all the big lies that my addiction was telling me, or as they say in, in my classes I took later, cognitive distortions. Mm-hmm. I could not differentiate the true from the false. Mm-hmm. I absolutely could not see that I was creating my wreckage, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I just I want to jump in here because I just um, I attended a, a webinar just a week ago with Dr. Daniel Amon, um, and he's the he's the psychiatrist that does all the brain scan stuff. We see him on PBS all the time, and you know he was speaking about those kinds of behaviors that we often see, bad behaviors that we see, and he says you know you can you can find that in a brain scan, and 
if you find it in a brain scan, what you know is that the individual may not be able to make the appropriate choices to be healthy. And I think that's what you're describing, is that initially your brain distorted information because it wasn't functioning appropriately. Absolutely. I had no idea what the truth was. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I could not see the solution. It was up right here in front of me, and I kept looking to the sides or up or down, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> when it was patently obvious that I was the problem. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the good people, and, and you know, in the caring professions, they, they cared so much. They cared more about me than I did, and they just, they just held me still and kept working through things called uh, cognitive behavioral therapy where they, they point out these distortions in your thinking over and over again. Well, you know, that's an error, you know. That's a, that's a barrier to, to, you know, pro-social behavior, and here's why you use it, and it's a defense mechanism for this, this, and this, you know. And they, and they also use a thing called motivational interviewing where they ask me what I would like to work on while I was there. And even I knew I had no idea how to have an intimate relationship. Even I knew that I had totally abused my parents' love and used it as a bludgeon over their heads to get what I wanted from them, you know, mm-hmm. for years. Mm-hmm. And we started and we did a lot of group stuff where we'd, you know, we'd work on something. We'd, we'd pick a topic that week, like, say, relationships or uh, a timeline of those ripples you were talking about, you know. How mm-hmm. has your act, how have your behaviors and actions affected the people in your life, in your education, in your family, in your community, you know, in your job? And you actually sit down and really do a, a rigorous and honest inventory of what you'd actually done in these areas and share it with the group. And then they'd give positive feedback or negative feedback depending on what they heard. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really powerful stuff, man. But it mm-hmm. took months. Showing up at the treatment center did not fix me, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was very treatment resistant, and I was very resistant to anything that threatened, you know, my behavior. I didn't want to be told I was the problem. Mm-hmm. And as we have talked about earlier, you know, it's not the change that's painful. It, it was it was my resistance to it that was painful. Right. And right. and every night also, they had uh, guys from the outside outside the institution would come in in the, from the twelve step programs locally and carry us a message of hope. And I and and I needed that. And how did fun. you, how, when you heard other people telling their stories, could you grasp that? Was that believable to you? Or did you see that as you're not like them? Originally, mm-hmm. I thought that it must be some kind of cult. And how could you be that happy and be sober? You know, <laughs> I could not see how anybody could want to be clean and sober because I was that distorted. I had no idea that life was the best bus of all, you know? I couldn't see it. About 
80 some days into it, for whatever reason, the man that was speaking that night, I was able to hear what he said. And I don't know. I think it was just that cumulative effect of all the work I'd been doing and all the all the things that my counselors were pointing out to me finally, finally broke through all that resistant crap. And I was able to hear what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And it was huge. Tears of joy just started pouring down my face. And that, that evening I was laying in my bed and and I thought I was, and I was praying to something I didn't believe in and didn't understand. I just said, you know, I cannot control this anymore. I can't go on doing this. And, and, and this voice that wasn't me said, Victor, you never did control it. You know, and if I hadn't been laying down, Mary Beth, it probably would have knocked me to the floor. Mm-hmm. It was that mm-hmm. powerful. Mm-hmm. And this sense of peace just washed over me. And, of course, that it wasn't the, you know, I wasn't magically cured, but it was the beginning. Right. I was willing, I was finally willing to admit that I was powerless and that my life was completely unmanageable and that without somebody, something bigger than me, I was going to die. And it was a, it was a huge beginning for me and it was like walking on sunshine compared to how I lived. <laughs> it was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had told me at the treatment center, they told me, you know, this is just a bare bones beginning of a, of a baby step, you know, that recovery is a design for living, but you have to live it, you know. Mm-hmm. You have to do it every day. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that it's... <laughs> That it's a, you know it's an avocation that I do for fun and for free and I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. So I got out of this place um, 119 days after I went in, terrified because I just knew that you know left to my own devices I'm going to drink whiskey and smoke crack because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. So I immediately well that's a lie. I, first I went and got something to eat because that was jail food and it was horrible. But as soon as that was over, I went to a meeting uh-huh. of, of Alcoholics Anonymous, and they welcomed uh-huh. me like a long-lost brother. Uh-huh. It was a profound experience. When you walked in the door, did you know any of those people? I mean, had you all. been to that meeting? I'd been there. Mm-hmm. But I'd only been there because the court has ordered me to go. Uh, uh-huh. And I'd sit in the back of the room, and I'd leave as soon as it was over. And I didn't engage in the process. Mm-hmm. See, that's a real, real um, misconception that people have. Mm-hmm. Going to meetings doesn't save you, you know? Mm-hmm. You can't just show up in a room, sit there for an hour, and think your life's going to change. You have to actually take some action. It's like they say in the rooms, you can't think your way into acting right. You have to act your way into thinking right. Mm-hmm. And in, in any change, you know, this is, this is a very dramatic story, and yet in any change, you can't just sit and think about it. That's not right. change. <laughs> it's the action right. that is the change, yes. So I took mm-hmm. that first action. I took that leap of faith and walked through that door. Willing to say, hi, I'm Victor, I'm an alcoholic, 
and I need help. And they welcomed me like family. Yeah. And uh, I've never looked back. It was mm-hmm. an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, a sick mind can't heal a sick mind, Mary Beth. So I also uh, got a, a sponsor or a mentor, whatever you want to call him, and mm-hmm. we immediately started on that program of action that's mm-hmm. outlined in those 12 steps. And uh, mm-hmm. I started uncovering, discovering, and discarding a lot of things in my life that I found objectionable. Mm-hmm. And we started talking a lot about spirituality. And I, you know, and early on in my life, I was raised in a family that was deeply religious, you know, and my God of my childhood was a kind and loving God. But mm-hmm. I also knew that my behavior was not, you know, something that my my God, the God I was raised up with would approve of. And I, I just turned my back on it because of fear and also because, it, frankly, it was a buzz killer. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, they told me I would have to find a power greater than myself that could restore me to sanity. And Originally, for for a while, for a long time, it was the group, you know? Okay. I would okay. be grandiose and say it was the judge, you know? But it really wasn't. <laughs> okay. It, it was the group. Oh. Victor, hold on just a second now, and we're going to take a short break. Okay. When we come back, I think we're going to explore more of that whole issue of spirituality and, and the depth that that has taken you. Excellent. So, great. We're going to take a short break now. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. I just got AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network, and let me tell you, it's crazy fast. Like living in the future fast. My roommates can't keep up. Ooh, Jenny, did you hear? That Barbara has an extra ticket to the concert? Lisa, that's so 42 seconds ago. I already downloaded it from the link she sent me. Oh, great. Lisa will forget about that ticket soon. See, about 52 seconds ago, her boyfriend changed his relationship status to single. She doesn't know that yet, but she will in three, two, one. AT&T. Rethink possible. Get it fast with AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network. 
Introducing the new Samsung Galaxy Note. It's a phone, it's a tablet, it's both, and it's only from AT&T. Limited 4G LTE availability in select markets. Learn more at att.com slash network. New two-year voice agreement with qualifying monthly data plan required. Other charges and restrictions apply. For more details, visit att.com slash note. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Good morning, and thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. Our guest has been Victor. He's been sharing his journey through addiction and into recovery. And, Victor, you shared twice um, about the spirituality and um, the concept of um, recovery being more than just about your own physical body changing or even your own psychological aspects changing, but that it's also a spiritual uh, component that has to be there um, or for you had to be there. And can you can you talk a little bit more about that that whole aspect of spirituality, what that meant to you, and how that helped you move into recovery and remain there? I can talk about it, but it's a concept that's so big, I really don't understand it, you know? But uh-huh. I know that there are spiritual principles and axioms that are as old as mankind. And the big ones for me were honesty, open-mindedness, willingness, you know, and I moved from there. Well, the very first one really was surrender. Mm-hmm. Just surrender to the fact that I, of my own devices, could not beat this thing. <laughs> and then I had to have the willingness to try something different. And that's, you know, that's big. you got to have courage to do that. Mm-hmm. When, mm-hmm. when you're in a spot where I was at, where your whole life is revolved around the substance, you know. My mm-hmm. whole identity was wrapped up in being a, a criminal, you know, and a drug addict. Mm-hmm. So I had to surrender. I had to accept, you know, and then I had to take that leap of faith. Mm-hmm. And all these things are spiritual principles that that are incontrovertible, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and the big thing for me is uh, my higher power today is all about love and acceptance and tolerance and beauty and just seeing the beauty of, of, uh, you know, the infinite creation, you know, the spirit of the universe. And when you allow that in, because it's inside every one of us, we all carry a little spark of creation in us or we wouldn't be alive. Mm -hmm. And our self-awareness of it gives us this gift where we can connect, you know, with that spirit. You just have to, and that's what those steps are about. You clear your mind of all that, you know, that stuff, all that bad, all that clutter, right? You clear that out and you let the good stuff in. It's like, 
it's a small, you know, intuition is quiet compared to the clamor of addiction and worldly pleasures, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. I don't want to sound like a televangelist, but it's just the truth, you know? <laughs> my higher power doesn't get in my ear and, and bang a, a, a tambourine and say, hey, listen, you know, right. the intuitive thought. Right. And you got to learn and, to listen to that. And you can only hear that if you're quiet. You can only right. hear that from a place of gratitude and peacefulness. Absolutely. And I heard yeah. that at the beginning of your show. And you know what? I've been making a list of 10 things I'm grateful for every morning for almost six years. And it's a powerful, mm -hmm. powerful thing. Well, I'm, I actually, I appreciate you saying that because I was going to ask kind of what, are the, what were the little things that you did to be able to shift your mind in that way, to be able to move into that place of gratitude and love? Because, you know, from, from where you came, that was a very big leap to go from looking for external gratification, looking for external affirmation to, um, you know, placing blame on everyone around you to, and then moving into taking ownership, taking responsibility, and then moving into that level of gratitude, of, of hopefulness. You know, what were the little things that you did? And you, you just said that you've been keeping a list of 10 things you're grateful for every morning. And that's, that's a wonderful step that anyone can do. That's one of the first things. My uh, sponsor, mentor, mm -hmm. told me every morning, before you even do make coffee, you know, <laughs> say thank you to whatever's out there for another day and help me, you know, mm -hmm. help me, mm -hmm. you know, Pops or God or, you know, Gaia, whatever <laughs> you want to call it, mm -hmm. help me today to be a channel of your love and peace, you know, and then make that list. I'm grateful for, you know, waking up. I'm grateful for people that still care about me. I'm grateful for this food I'm about to have, you know, I'm grateful for whatever it is you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. And then carry that positive action into your day and do the little things, you know, the things I never would have thought to do, you know, like don't litter, you know, yeah. uh, say thank you, say please, you know, mm -hmm. don't steal, <laughs> you know, hold the door open. <laughs> yeah, just little things, you know, yeah. and make sure you let people know that you appreciate them, mm -hmm. you know, and just. Treat people the way you want to be treated. And for a guy like me, that was huge. Because mm -hmm. I had no idea that if you expect, if you wanted respect and love and kindness, you had to put it out there first. Yeah. I just wanted people to treat me great, regardless of my behavior. Mm -hmm. So it started with the small things, Mary Beth, and telling myself, I used to say to myself probably a thousand times a day, it's the little things, you know, as I'd bend over to pick up a cigarette butt or, you know, open a door or clean up my mess that I made mm -hmm. somewhere where mm -hmm. I didn't live, you know, like at a restaurant or, right. you right. know, and I continued, um, I started doing this thing called a four step where you start, um, listing all the resentments you have against every person, institution, and principle in your life. Mm -hmm. and, 
it's amazing how many things I was angry with, you know. And then, then you do one on fears, you know. And you look at where, you don't look at the other person, you know. You look at where was I selfish, where was I dishonest, where was I frightened. It turns mm-hmm. out I was afraid of everything. Love, acceptance, mm-hmm. rejection, success, failure, deep water, barking dogs, you know, <laughs> from the sublime to the ridiculous. I was afraid uh-huh. of everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as you move through these steps, you start finding out, the, and here's the big thing. I was not unique. It was <laughs> like you could have hit me in the head with a hammer. Gosh, there's a, my sponsor made it real simple. He said, you know, if there's a word for it, Victor, you're not the first one that did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just thought that I was so terminally unique and so just me. It was all me, me, me. Mm-hmm. And I started looking at, instead of me, I started looking at us and we. And I started feeling connected by doing the little stuff. And I got a coffee commitment. I started making coffee, you know, (laughs) serving other people and just putting my hand out. And that's another big thing that's really huge early on is you put your hand out and you say hello. I'm glad Mm -hmm. you're here. Mm -hmm. You know? And everything you're describing are behaviors that take you outside of yourself and into an awareness of other people, of your role and connection to other people, and and really just takes you outside of that me, me, me focus. Absolutely. You know, the the little things that you've described, picking up a cigarette butt, picking up some litter, you know, cleaning up your mess at a restaurant so that someone else doesn't have to do it, holding a door open, those are all things that are designed to remind you that there are other people in the world and that you have an impact on them, even if it's a tiny little thing. Yeah. I remember the first time I I went to a whole, because I was obsessed, you know, with drugs and alcohol. Mm -hmm. I could never make it through a full day of work, not and give 100%. Mm -hmm. And I was a thief, you know. I remember the first day I worked my full shift, Gave it my 100%, 110% all day and didn't steal anything. I called my sponsor. He's like, well, duh, that's what you do. <laughs> I thought it was this huge thing. It's like, well, you know, try it for the rest of your life and get back with me, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is too funny. But, yeah, I I can see where that would have been a major accomplishment the first time that you did it because it was so different from previous oh, behaviors. It was um, but, awesome. <laughs> yeah, but but I love the line of try it for the rest of your life and get back with me. That's that's just, you know, comical beyond measure. <laughs> yeah, it's classic. Yeah, so we're, we're again going to take a short break, Victor. Um, you're, and you're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. I just got AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network, and let me tell you, it's crazy fast. Like living in the future fast. My roommates can't keep up. 
Ooh, Jenny, did you hear that Barbara has an extra ticket to the concert? Lisa, that's so 42 seconds ago. I already downloaded it from the link she sent me. Oh, great. Lisa will forget about that ticket soon. See, about 52 seconds ago, her boyfriend changed his relationship status to single. She doesn't know that yet, but she will in three, two, one. AT&T, rethink possible. Get it fast with AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network. Introducing the new Samsung Galaxy Note. It's a phone, it's a tablet, it's both, and it's only from AT&T. Limited 4G LTE availability in select markets. Learn more at att.com/network. New 2-year voice agreement with qualifying monthly data plan required. Other charges and restrictions apply. For more details, visit att.com/note. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit lastinglifestylechange.com to request more information or a free consultation. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Good morning, and thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. We've had a wonderful discussion with Victor this morning as he spoke about his journey through addiction and recovery, um, and has really brought a message of hope um, for anyone, whether you're affected by addiction or not. If you can hear the concepts that he has explained today, the little things that make a big difference and the little things that create big changes down the road. And Victor, you know, I'd like you to bring us into the now. Um, it's been six years, is that right? It'll be six years in July. And, yeah. And really, Mary Beth, the now is all we have. That's where the point of power is right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we so, can't fret over the past. If I sat around and dwelled on all the years I, you know, lost because of this this disease, you know, I would wallow in misery forever. Or if I projected, you know, into the future, my sponsor or uh, a tape I heard told me, Clear away the wreckage of your future, <laughs> you know, <laughs> live right now. So mm-hmm. for me today, you know, I I finished the steps. The amends were huge where, you you know, you go back and and you make right the wrongs you've done, if, you, if at all possible. 
Mm-hmm. And the big ones for me were with family. They weren't monetary. They were, you know, I'm, I wish I could have been a better X, Y, or Z, brother, son, lover, whatever. Mm-hmm. And what can I do to make that right? Mm-hmm. So that lifted all that burden of guilt and shame, you know, and put me right here, right now, in the now. And I, I had, you know, when I was young, I had been told that I had this superior intellect, and why were you squandering it? And I couldn't fix it at the time. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, I'm, you know, luckily I didn't short circuit my brain. I, and I told my sponsor, well, I'm going to go back to college, you know, because I had attempted it a couple times, and just you know, my imperious ur- the overriding urge for drugs had short circuited it, but. Mm-hmm. He told me, well, you made one big decision this year, you know, because the step three is turning you well in your life over. That's a huge decision. He said, why don't you wait a year, you know? <laughs> and then after he'd worked with me a couple of months, he said, you were so fundamentally broken. You know, why don't we wait two? Mm-hmm. You know, because I really was. I was such a mess. Mm-hmm. So I I was two years clean, and I uh, and I had all those felonies, so... There was only a few things I could do, and it turns out that um, helping other people is is a true calling for me, and I really enjoy it. So I went back to school um, at the University of Cincinnati mm-hmm. to be a uh, in a uh, substance abuse counseling program. It was called Addiction Studies when I got there, but it, mm-hmm. it's just names. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, it turns out I I may not have a superior intellect, but I was able, to, you know, through the little things. You know, you show up, you're on mm-hmm. time, you come prepared, you do your homework, you know, you listen, you read. Um, I graduated in September of 2011 with a 3.728 grade point average. From the University of Cincinnati. <laughs> Latin <laughs> honors for the crackhead. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, and also, I've had the opportunity in the last year, once I really, really, because, you know, this has been a process for me, and I didn't truly release my need for external validation 100%. And I don't know that I have 100% still because it's a process. Right. But I truly let go of it about a year ago through prayer and meditation. I identified that this was one of the things that was really blocking me from the sunlight of the Spirit. So I, I, once I released it, I got this call that was the, from the PR director of the place where I got sober. And mm-hmm. She's like, would you like to do a, an interview for me? It was a newspaper thing. And I'm like, wow. well, Sure. So I did that, and it went so well. Like two months later, she said, "Hey, would you like to speak for me at Leadership Cincinnati? It's this these civic leaders that get together and do this bonding experience for a whole year." Mm-hmm. I spoke on. I was on a panel with three judges in Hamilton County in the courthouse. The last time I'd been in that courthouse, I was in shackles. Yeah, <laughs> I was there in a brand new suit with three judges talking about treatment in lieu of incarceration to a group of civic leaders. Mm-hmm. It was huge for me. Yeah. Just about a month Full ago. Full circle. Yeah, it was uh, so awesome. And it's all my higher power and the 12 steps and me being willing to do the work, you know. 
Mm-hmm. I, of myself, I can't do any of this. It's us. You've got to be connected, you know, to other people. Because yeah. to me, you know, the brain works through the synapse, you know, where the little yeah. the spark goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. To me, when I draw close to other people, that's where God arcs off, is that little spark between me and you. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm isolated, I'm, I'm away from you and, and my higher power. Mm-hmm. So I spoke to this assembly of middle schoolers at this school in Kentucky the other day. Awesome. Awesome. You know, it was just great. I was there with a, a, a drug task force officer, got my picture taken with the narc. It was so <laughs> cool. <laughs> and I, uh, when I graduated, I thought, man, you know, who's going to hire me? Because on my application where it says, have you ever been convicted of a felony? It's one line, right? I'm like, mine says, see Appendix A. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm thinking, who's going to hire me? I had mm-hmm. a job in six weeks working yeah. in residential treatment yeah. with a bunch of people that they're, that are me. You know, I'm them yeah. and they're me. Yeah. It's amazing. And it keeps and so me you, grateful every single day. And so that truly is the the message. That truly is the hope is that you're now able to give back to to stand in front of a group of people and know exactly where they've come from, where they are, and where they have the potential to go. Absolutely. And here's the big thing, Mary Beth. Everybody deserves a second chance. Mm-hmm. You cannot write people off. If you look at somebody and you're filled with loathing and disgust, you better go look in the mirror because there's something Mm -hmm. that you need to work on. Yeah. You know, we're all children of of creation, you know. We're all God's kids. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Victor, if if there was just one line that you could say to our listeners um, to kind of help them take this into their world, what would that be? Every day when you get up, ask to be the channel to carry love and tolerance into your day and look yourself in the mirror and say, whatever your name is, I love you and accept you just the way you are. That is beautiful because as we accept ourselves, we can generate that acceptance out into the world. That is the ripple of positive change. Absolutely. When we we come to a peacefulness within ourselves, that's what we generate into the world. That's how we make a difference. Yeah. And so I, I just, I want to just affirm you and thank you so much, Victor, for sharing your story this morning, for um, having the courage to share both the pain and the joy of that journey. Um, and for truly carrying a message of hope to every one of our listeners today. And it doesn't have to be an addiction that they're, they're facing. It doesn't have to be the kind of history that you had. The messages that you carried, the little things that make a difference, that's the true message. Absolutely. And I, hope, I hope that every one of our listeners can hear that today. And I just, again, for all of our listeners, I'm going to ask you, 
take this information, make it work in your life, go out there today and make it a great day. You truly deserve it. Thanks again for joining us for What Matters. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll help you continue to make a difference next week.